I'm excited to share with you all that I've contributed a chapter to the newly published Anxiety Relief Handbook. The handbook provides a unique window into 11 highly effective complementary therapies for you to sample on your quest to ease anxiety. The ebook is available on my website, happynurse.com.au forward slash anxiety relief handbook. Knowing that having these quality time with family is really a nice way of looking at it. And I'm also really aware of a few people that live completely on their own and just how hard and how difficult that really is to be in lockdown and not have anybody because I really appreciated having my family and I still, you know, appreciate having my family around me, you know, to be able to have that close contact. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast. Nurses are the backbone of healthcare, always there to care for strangers as if they were one of their own often forsaking special moments with their own family in order to ensure another's loved one is being cared for. As nurses, self-care is essential. I am Elena Mullery, nurse educator and self-care mentor for nurses. I'm an RN with 20 years of clinical experience. I have first-hand experience of stress and burnout. It was this experience which led me to develop a passion for personal development and pursue the study of mindfulness, meditation, hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic programming. Each episode, I will be promoting self-care strategies to those who always care for others. I have broken self-care down into five aspects, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual and indulgence to make it easy to ensure all your self-care needs are being met. Each episode, I will interview nurses and self-care gurus from around the world to help you with each aspect of your self-care. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast with Elena Mullery. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Happy Nurse. I'm Elena, as you all know, and today I'm joined again by Lauren. Lauren's been on the show a few times now. She is an uplifter, catalyst and guides heart-centred professionals who feel overwhelmed, overworked and find it difficult to make themselves a priority. But they recognise that they want more, deserve more and are forward-looking in their lives. Lauren empowers her clients to step up, stand out and be valued at the highest level in their field. Welcome back to the show, Lauren. It's always lovely to have you on. Thank you. It's always lovely to be invited and to come on. Thanks, Elena. I asked you on today to discuss the recent developments in Victoria because for those of you who don't know, Lauren is a registered nurse as well and she lives in Melbourne. So she is currently experiencing the lockdown that's happening in Victoria. And not only that, Lauren found herself in isolation during the first round of lockdown after returning from the States. So I thought it would be helpful to get her on the show so she could share some hints and tips with us on what it's like in lockdown and how to survive. Yeah, yeah, we're back in lockdown, that's right. It's funny because Melbourne's not the only place that's in lockdown. My hometown of Aberdeen is back in lockdown after they've experienced a spike in cases and 
I know there's a number of listeners there too. So there's probably other places in the world that are finding themselves in the same situation at the moment and we just don't realise it. Yeah, I mean, I'm aware that most of Australia are just having fun and sort of out and about, but and Victoria is sort of the place that's struggling. But I am aware that there's lots of places around the world that have been through really full-on lockdowns where, you know, all industries have pretty much stopped and... Um, and then a lot of places are going back into the second wave, which is sort of what's happened here. So, yeah, there's always people around the world that are in worse off situations than yourself. So I do continually remind myself that too. Yeah, and it's it's such a bizarre situation that we found ourselves in the first time round. And I don't. I think it's the same again for you, Lauren. In that elective surgery got cancelled, and both of us being theatre nurses we got stood down and sent home yes that's exactly what's happened to me I just got back into a flow of working the amount of hours that I was happy to work which is a couple of days a week because I've also got my own business doing the coaching and so that was great and now all of a sudden we're back into only emergency theatres no elective surgery so all of my work has completely dried up again Yeah, there are financial packages available for most of us, I believe, though, if we do find ourselves in that situation. We got, I got something when we were locked down in March, but I just hope that everyone is aware of that and is taking, not advantage, but accessing things that they're, financial assistance that they are entitled to right now. When they yeah, find themselves in these difficult circumstances. That's right. And also you can speak to, you know, loans providers and things like that. I've found that they've been really, really good. Um, you do have to be aware if you stop payments on any of your loans that they will honour that and, and support you. However, of course, the interest is going to keep accruing. So I did elect to stop, but... If I was in the position to be able to pay, I've just made manual payments. But it just took that pressure off thinking, oh, there's going to be an automatic payment come out. Am I going to be okay? So I found that a really good way to sort of be able to manage my stress levels when it came to anxiety around money. Yeah, and I did the same thing with um, the school fees. The school was very good and they let us defer payment until we were back in a situation where we could find um, pay them again. So I did that. And as you said, that was huge, knowing that I didn't have to find that money every month that was going to leave my account. And um, now that things are back to normal, I'm back to paying them again. So, yeah, yeah people... I think businesses are very understanding and the finance providers are also being very understanding. So there is help out there when it comes to financial difficulty at the moment. So please, please, if you're experiencing financial difficulty, because that's a huge stress on everyone, um, please look into your options and see if there is any assistance out there for you. Yeah. Now, getting back to... The nursing aspect of it, yes, there's those of us who are stood down, but there's also our amazing colleagues who are really stepping up, who are out there as the last line of defence against this virus. I know the intensive cares and the wards in Melbourne are starting to get very busy with these patients and that 
A lot of these nurses have been redeployed to the aged care sector. That's huge because when you're taken out of your comfort zone and put into a brand new place, I mean, aged care um, is a specialist area in itself. So I'm in awe of these nurses that are putting their hand up and doing this. Yes, I agree. It's There's so much impact that you just don't really realise and the other impact that I'm really aware of too is people who are waiting for surgery that, you know, have had to have that delayed again. And I was just in endoscopy just the just the very last shift that I worked, which was, you know, a week ago. And they were saying then that, you know, there's a lot more people that have had, that should have been having surveillance that have had to wait. And so they've found an increased number of cancers and things like that because they should have had, you know, should have had their surveillance done sooner. And so that's going to build. And of course, then we're going to be in that workplace later where we're going to have to really work to get through. So it's just having impacts in so many ways that you don't recognise until you're actually in it. Yeah. And I'm in Western Australia. And those of you who are in Australia will know that we're closed off and we don't have... um, any community transmission of COVID. And that's where I find myself now. We are so busy. We're working extremely long days. Lists are running late. We're all getting exhausted just trying to catch up so that these patients are not having to suffer and wait longer than they should for their surgery. Mm, And it doesn't take a toll on everyone. Yeah, that's right. If you enjoy meditating or you would like to give meditation a try, Why not head on over to happynurse.com.au forward slash meditation to download my free guided meditation for stress and anxiety relief. It's 12 minutes of pure self-care. So tell me about your time in isolation. What did you do to get through that 14 days that you were on your own? Yeah. So I returned back from the States and there was an announcement. It was right very much at the beginning. It was right when we we had to go into isolation, but I didn't have to go into hotel quarantine, which I'm very grateful for. This was back in March. And so the weather was quite good. Um, and there was an announcement in the paper that said that you could go for the walk in the, you know, in the parks and things like that, as long as you maintain social distance and things like that. So that was my saviour. So I found that I would go out fairly early in the day so that I wouldn't go out when there was more people around, out and about, but I would go out with my dog into the local nature area. That's part of my self-care every day anyway. But that when I first thought that that was being taken away from me that was really really difficult um so when I was able to manage that but we did do things like exercise in the backyard my son's a PT so I was fairly fortunate and he was running zoom classes for some of his clients and also free ones because knowing that everyone was in lockdown so I took advantage of some of those free things there was also an app like a yoga app that I was able to use as well so just knowing that there's all these different resources that you can actually use to help you 
And so for me, the priority was to do some sort of physical activity each day and some sort of quiet time, so meditation or journaling or reading a book and then doing whatever else was my priority because what I found when I very first went into isolation was all of a sudden I thought, oh, I'm going to, I can't go anywhere, I can't do anything, oh, I can get this done and this done and this done and this done. And then I actually went into this place of real stress and overwhelm, which was really, I, I just didn't expect it, and but I did feel really, really overwhelmed by it. And it probably is one of the ways that I show stress in myself and in my life. So talking to a coaching friend and she just sort of, you know, helped me to just to settle down and just say, okay, well, what's the main priorities? And so that's what I came up with was there something physical, something quiet time to give me that space and that rest and then just like normal have a plan for the day of what I really wanted to achieve in my business or whatever it was that I was working on. I think I got my tax done, something like that too. And so that just helped me to not sort of spin out by all the possibilities and things that I was intending to do. Yeah, and when you say about going into overwhelm and spinning out, social media can be quite, I don't want to call it toxic, but it's probably a good word to describe it, in this situation that there's all these people posting oh I've made cookies and I've made sourdough and I've created this amazing sewing project when we see things like that we've got to remember people are only showing us the best parts of our their lives on social media most of the time and we can't compare ourselves to them because we're the ones living our lives and and no one else so there is no right or wrong way to do lockdown or isolation it's whatever suits you and yeah I agree with what you say Lauren having some kind of plan to stick to so that each day doesn't just melt into the next is probably a good starting point to yeah for your own mental health while you're in this situation because I mean you guys have been told six weeks and six weeks in the grand scheme of things, isn't that long? But when you're in it, it is long. It's what yeah. forty-two days. It's yeah. It's it's a reasonable period of time. So yeah, having a plan and being kind to yourself as well. I think you've all been through it already in March and April. And now you and you think yes, there's light at the end of the tunnel, and suddenly that light's gone out, and you find yourself back there. So. I can't even imagine what that must feel like. And the same with the people in Aberdeen, you know, you think, yes, we're getting there finally. We're going to not win, but things will some get back to some kind of normal, whatever normal is going to be in the future. And suddenly that's gone again. So, yeah. One of the things that I, that we enjoyed as a family was, you know, watching movies and sort of my younger son who's 20, you know, he actually said that in lots of ways he did enjoy that quality family time because, you know, we did, we sat and watched movies together and, you know, Saturday nights became movie nights instead of, of course, all the kids tend to go out and 
you know, party on every weekend. So we had a lot more quality time. We did do some jigsaws together. And so there was a lot of really nice things about that. This time's a bit different because there was football on which um, AFL in our house and in many houses, particularly in Victoria areas, and in WA and other states as well is is pretty big. And so I'm actually not as thrilled about it because I think they're doing football every single day and so it's a bit of negotiation to actually be able to watch a movie or something like that. But I think knowing that having these quality time with family is really a nice way of looking at it. And I'm also really aware of a few people that live completely on their own and just how hard and how difficult that really is to be in lockdown and not have anybody because I really appreciated having my family and I still, you know, appreciate having my family around me, you know, to be able to have that close contact. Yeah, and I get what you mean about the people on their own. My grandma is in... um the village I grew up in still, she's 85 and bless her, she was locked in the house. Well, not locked, but she couldn't leave the house for 13 weeks. Wow. Wow. And I know she found it incredibly difficult to not be able to go out all that time. Um, She did actually get a mild version of COVID and was quite unwell for a period of that, but she's recovered and just in the last, I've been calling her at least twice a week since March just to try and keep her spirits up and let her have someone to chat to in the evening. Well, it's evening here, but it's daytime there. You know, with the, the seven-hour time difference, it can be a bit tricky at times. But the difference in her mood and her spirit in the last two or three weeks when I've spoken to her, just because she can leave the house again, is huge it really does start to give you cabin fever yeah that's exactly right yeah my mother's just had a a a hip operation you know a joint replacement and so yeah and so she she didn't go to rehab um because of what was going on with COVID and the increasing cases but she lives on her own and you can visit for carers, but we're still limiting that to as, as little as possible because, once again, mum doesn't want to come into contact with any, you know, infection that could potentially be there. So it's just, yeah, there's so many aspects. That's what I just keep coming back to, but you don't realise the impact until you're actually in it in so many ways. And then, you know, that's only your experience and then there's other people who are doing it alone or going through, you know, other family with illnesses or lots of lots of experiences that are difficult to actually face when you're in isolation. Yeah, and that's like why I said, you know, there is no right and wrong way. It's whatever suits you and whatever's going to get you through it and look after your mental health while you find yourself in this situation I know my I've got um, two boys as you all know and the eldest one I don't think I've shared with you before he has ADHD and I thought when we went into lockdown in March 
he would just really struggle. But you know what? He was the polar opposite. He was the kid in the house he, that was the happiest out of the three of us. He just sat down and did his work in the morning. And then I was like, do you know what? If you want to play Xbox all day, you play Xbox all day. It's the one time in your <laughs> life I'm going to let you do this. So knock yourself out. Yeah. And he said to me the other day, he said, Mummy, are we locking down again? And I said, I said, no. He said, I heard something on the radio. And I said, yeah, in Melbourne. He went, oh, I thought I was going to get to stay home with you all day again. Like, the kids are going to look back on this time and remember it. It's going to be a huge part of their life, that time when school stopped, everything stopped, and they got to stay at home with mum. So, yeah, you can look at it from that angle too and try and, like you said, quality family time yeah I, I there was a beautiful post that went around that people might have seen that was basically about that it was set into the future and the little boy was asking his granddad about the time oh, I heard at school today about that time that you all were in um, lockdown and schools closed and gee that must have been really hard and the grandfather said no you know what I remember is I remember you know, out in the garden with my dad and making, learning to make biscuits with my mum. And so basically all those memories, learning how to do somersaults on the trampoline. Um, so those family time memories was the highlight for this person, you know, in the future. And I thought what a great way of actually trying to make the most out of something is the memories is what's always important. Yeah, and it kind of, it comes back to that, gratitude doesn't it and I speak a lot about that it's trying to look for those small things in life to be grateful for because when we're grateful we we tend to be in joy rather than anxiety or stress so like the simple things in life you know getting to hang out with your kids for the day and just doing what you fancy when you fancy I know the thing I love the most and this is really naughty of me but was I didn't have to worry about what the house looked like because nobody was coming around to visit yeah Yeah, that's right (laughs) the kids would pull toys out and and they would get left and I wouldn't be stressed because I'd think oh it's okay no one's coming around to look and see that they're tidied away but I mean that says a lot about me and my worry over what people think but um yeah, it's just the stress was completely taken away from me. Apart, well, there's obviously the financial stress, but getting up in the morning and not having to be anywhere or do anything, it made me actually really reflective of how crazy my life had got. And now that I am back in it and I'm back at work, I've actually cut my hours because I thought I'm not going back to that craziness that I used to do. So I think use this as a period of reflection as well and see if you feel you need to make changes, look and see where you can because there's always opportunity there. Yeah, I totally agree. And I did make changes too. As I said, I went back to work. I was two days um, and that was different for me because it made me realise last time just how busy I was before and I thought I don't want this this rat race like I don't need to do that again so it's sort of you know it showed me I mean obviously we're not going anywhere in the car so the costs of 
fuel and a lot of those other things were reduced and so my spending was down and it just made me really question okay what can I pull back on that I don't really need that's just sort of somehow encroached into my life and I've just allowed it and accepted it as normal and yet it's not really giving me the quality or the things that I want in life. Yeah, it's so true. It was funny, I saw a meme that was circulating back then and it said, I feel like I'm a teenager again. Petrol's really cheap. I can't legally drink in pubs and I'm grounded. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's good. Very good. (laughs) Because petrol was incredibly cheap for a while back then. Yeah, as you say, you're not going anywhere. So you weren't spending that money on fuel. You weren't eating out. You weren't going out to bars and in restaurants. And yeah, it was incredible. It really did make me look at where I was spending my money and, I know I have made a lot of changes since. Yeah. Really prioritized. One of the things that happened to me was I found that, you know, I was just wearing, you know, my my fitness clothes all the time and never putting on makeup and never, you know, doing anything like that. But in a way that actually wasn't really working for me. Not that I wear a lot of makeup, but it was like I would get to the end of the day and I'd be needing to make a video or something in, in my own business and I'd look at the time and think, oh, it's too late. And so now I've started knowing in advance a bit more about what my plan is for the day. I go in and get dressed and put on my makeup and like act as though it's a, a proper work day. And I think that's not just a, something that's relevant for being in isolation, but, you know, when you do work from home. And so, yeah, just these things have made me look at things in a different way for sure. Yeah, and I think those of you who are working from home now as well, it's maybe a good idea to do that or else um, you can start to get into that kind of slump because you're never actually not making an effort, but you're not kind of tending to your own needs like you usually would, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think if, if that's something that you really enjoy, and I do, like, and I think that's, you know, you and I have been talking a bit about sort of embracing that feminine aspect in ourselves. And so for me, dressing up, making sure my hair is nice and putting on makeup is part of caring for my own needs. So you know, I do enjoy it. And so, yeah, just weeks and weeks going by and recognising that I hadn't done that, it was like, no, I think it's something that I want to actually embrace more. Yeah, definitely. And I know I got into the habit of the Zoom outfit. I would be made up from the waist up and it would be joggers on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you'd, you'd look at yourself and think, I look ridiculous. But, yeah. I know. <laughs> My PT the other day said, oh, well, we're going into lockdown, so, um, you know, perhaps we can do Zoom. I promise I'll put, I'll, I'll put my I'll – I won't have my pyjamas on or something. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Um, yeah, what else were we going to talk about? Um, stress, the- like how to manage stress. So one of the things that I did was tapping, but um, so, I mean, I can, we can talk. But you also mentioned about the 4-4 breathing. The tapping's very useful. And there is a previous episode that Laura and I recorded. I think it's, oh, I'd be lying if I said the number. I've got a feeling it's seven, but it may be, I may be way off. Um, 
that you can go back and listen to regarding the tapping. They'll take you through a tapping sequence if you are feeling stressed and you feel that would be of benefit to you. But another technique that we were just discussing before we went live is there's a technique called box breathing. So when you're feeling really anxious and almost on the verge of a panic attack, but before you get to that point, when you just feel really overwhelmed and stressed, there's a technique called box breathing. So how it works is you breathe in for four, you hold for four, you breathe out for four, and then you hold for four, and then you repeat that again. And if you think of each four as a side of a box, you can draw it with your finger as well if you want, because the counting and then the visualization, it just it takes your mind back right into the present moment and out of that situation that has got you into that overwhelm or stress. So we can run through it quickly now. If you breathe in for four, so breathe in two, three, four, hold two, three, four, breathe out two, three, four, and then hold two, three, four. If you do that two or three times and make sure you breathe right down into the bottom of your lungs because we tend to, when we're stressed and anxious, breathe from our shoulders and we don't let that belly rise. So the more oxygen we can get in there, especially when we're feeling stressed, the better. Mm. Well, that's actually, um, you know, has that sort of physiological aspect because when we're in fight and flight, it is about like, panting and, and rapid breathing and so actually just slowing your breathing down signals the body that it's actually in a safer mode and so it can move into the rest and digest sort of aspect rather than fight and flight so the parasympathetic nervous system is activated just because the breathing has slowed and gone deeper and so yeah, it's got a lot of reasons why it does help as well as the mindfulness, as well as the fact that we're now getting oxygen in and we can, you know, see things in a different way. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks for explaining that part. I was I was thinking more of the mindfulness, but, yeah, it's, it's just shows you the impact that what our um, minds have on the the physiology of our bodies as well. Mm. And just um, we spoke briefly of the EFT and that episode that we did record, that was a little bit more related to stress and more sort of burnout from feeling exhausted as being, you know, health workers or in service to other people. So there is so much information on the on the internet. So you can always Google tapping and Google tapping for anxiety something like that you'll find lots and lots of examples on youtube so there are there's so many resources that are just available now that we have access to you know so much with the information world that we live in yeah do you have any on your website lauren that people can have a look i do have on my website uh, how to do tapping and it does talk about stress so uh, that's laurenbell.com dot au so l a u r e n b e l l dot com dot au and there is a tapping video on that 
website. It's a few years old now, so it's probably time for me to upgrade it. But um, that will show you and take you through the basics of tapping. And I do give an example for stress, so that would be relevant. Okay, awesome. Thank you. We'll put the link to it in the show notes as well, so people can find it there. It's been wonderful having you on the show again. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom and advice with us. And I look forward to having you on again soon. Thank you, Elena. Thank you so much. This is so great what you're doing and sharing for people. So, yeah, best wishes to you and to everybody who's listening. Oh, thank you, Lauren. Yeah, everyone, take care and remember, be kind and compassionate to yourself. Thank you for listening to the Happy Nurse Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's content and would like to join the Happy Nurse community, head over to Facebook and check out the Happy Nurse AU Facebook page and request to join the Happy Nurse community. Also, check out happynurse.com.au for access to free downloads and subscription to my blog. See you soon. And in the meantime, remember to always offer yourself the same compassion that you so freely give to others. I'm excited to share with you all that I've contributed a chapter to the newly published Anxiety Relief Handbook. The handbook provides a unique window into 11 highly effective complementary therapies for you to sample on your quest to ease anxiety. The ebook is available on my website, happynurse.com.au forward slash anxiety relief handbook.